Good morning and welcome to WCU LA Operation Pass and Clex. Just a couple of reminders this week. If you've graduated and have not contacted Ms. Wheeler regarding your VATI progress, please do so. Don't delay. Her contact information will be in the description of this post. If you're a 493 student, make sure that you're getting your assignments in on time and that you're present for class and actively participating. This is your last time that you're going to have a professor with you consistently to help you pass. If you are in the rest of the WCULA student body, you're in week two. We should be seeing some increase in engagement for active learning. I know that everyone is stressed out about it. It's time to relax, to trust the process, and know that WCU is doing what needs to be done to ensure that you pass your NCLEX. This week, we're going to be looking at communication, uh, therapeutic communication, and with a specific focus in mental health communication. When it comes to communicating with a client, you wanna make sure that the words that you're using to communicate are appropriate for the client. For example, if the client is um, an English as a second learner uh, patient, you want to make sure that you're using vocabulary that they can understand and speaking in a manner that they're able to follow depending on their full grasp of the English language. You also want to make sure that you're not using words that can convey multiple meanings. You want to make sure that your communication is clear. It is short, but also given and delivered in a manner that the patient knows that you are truly caring about them as a person and that you're really listening. Make sure that any questions that you ask are open-ended. When it comes to nonverbal communication, especially in the mental health sector, you need to be very aware of your own nonverbal communication methods. If you've had a bad day and you kind of are feeling a little bit grumpy, we have to make sure that that's not translating to our facial expressions or the tone of voice that we have. When it comes to your posture, especially in the mental health sector, you want to make sure that the way that you're standing is non-threatening. Any patient, whether they're in the mental health section or they're in a position where they are afraid or concerned, if your posture is at all closed off or uh, appears to be standing over them, then that can come across as a threat and it's going to shut the patient down. Make sure that you're allowing for proper time for communication with the patients, especially those that are depressed or schizophrenic. They're going to take a little bit of a longer time to really be able to engage in conversation and be able to respond with you. Make sure that eye contact is um, culturally appropriate. Be aware of some cultures that aren't going to make eye contact out of respect. It doesn't mean that they are not listening or that they're disrespecting you. It just means that they are giving their respect the way that they know. Make sure that your communication is honest, open, direct, and that it's non-judgmental. Be very open and accepting of what the patient is saying. However, always be sure that you remain truthful. With older adult clients, realize that you may need to be a little bit louder. You need to minimize distractions and face the patient when you're talking to them, as well as allowing plenty of time for the patient to respond. When you are dealing with patients that are stressed, we want open-ended questions so that we can get their perspective. 
if the patient, if you're doing any kind of an assessment regarding pain or um, a history of some sort, those are going to be closed-ended questions. Keep in mind a couple of definition words that ATI and NCLEX will use. Restating means using the client's exact words back to them to clarify what was said. Reflecting is going to direct the focus back to the client so that the client can examine his or her own feelings. Paraphrasing restates the client's feelings and thoughts so that the client can confirm what has been communicated, as well as exploring that allows the nurse to gather more information regarding important topics mentioned. Also bear in mind that there are a few things that ATI makes quite clear are barriers to effective communication those being irrelevant personal questions, giving your own personal opinion, giving advice, giving false reassurance, minimizing the patient's feelings, changing the topic, asking why questions, offering value judgments, excessive questioning, and giving approval or disapproval. These are gonna be big questions that the NCLEX is going to ask. They're gonna to wanna to make sure that you know what not to do to maintain effective communication with your patient. A key concept when it comes to communication and effective communication in nursing, especially when it comes to any kind of culture differences is language. When you're using an interpreter, be sure that you are talking to the patient directly and that you're not talking to the interpreter. The interpreter will not see this as rude. The interpreter knows that that is the way to effectively communicate with the patient and always be sure to provide an interpreter just because another nurse or a family member may speak that language doesn't mean that they are approved interpreters and that they understand particular medical verbiage that needs to be given in the patient's native language. Key factors that ATI talks about regarding effective skills and techniques are silence, which allows the patient for some meaningful reflection. We don't always have to fill the silence with words. Sometimes silence and just your very presence can be therapeutic. Uh, presenting reality, helping the patient distinguish what's real from what is not, and this helps to dispel delusions, hallucinations, and false beliefs. Active listening, it helps you as the nurse to really hear what the patient is saying, and it allows the client to understand uh, maybe it's something that they're not conveying clearly. Asking questions is a way for you to get additional information. And then make sure that you're offering general, broad opening statements. And it encourages the patient to continue talking, especially in the case of patients who may have undergone some trauma, who are dealing with high levels of stress, anxiety, or perhaps are dealing with some major depressive disorder. NCLEX is going to ask about communication amongst coworkers and those that are in positions of leadership above you. This is going to fall into the leadership category. One of the things that they are going to want to discuss are incivility, which is rude dialogue or actions. This includes eye rolling, um, being sarcastic. They're going to discuss bullying, repeated words or acts of intimidation, as well as lateral violence. These are abusive words or actions of your peers. So one floor nurse to another or one CNA to another. So that wraps up our little uh, discussion on therapeutic communication, its effectiveness and barriers to communication. I hope that it was short and sweet for you guys. We'll have another episode for you next week.
Remember, we have every Wednesday night NCLEX study sessions from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., as well as every other Thursday meetings for student success. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.